You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, Brainy and Bodacious Buddies. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode five, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and along with me are our Quiz craving compatriots of co-host contestants. Yeah. <laughs> and we have I'm Colin. Dana. And today we also have a special guest. Hi, I'm Courtney. Courtney again, Ooh. back with us. Woo! By popular demand. Yeah. yeah. And wow, it's our fifth episode. And today's show will be uh, super special and super different because today we're doing the all quiz show. Yeah. yeah. We have prepared a varied range of quiz segments today, all quiz, all the time. So get your brains ready, and we're going to start off with our usual pop quiz hot shot segment. Woo! And here I have my Trivial Pursuit card. All right. Get your barnyard buzzers ready. Okay. Blue Wedge, from what Texas city can you walk across a bridge to Cuidad Juarez, Mexico? Uh, is that El Paso? Correct. Nice. Ooh. Mm. And Pink Wedge, what was Alex Owen's day job in Flashdance? Oh. oh. Welder. Yes, yeah, she was right. a welder. Yeah. I was almost going to say <laughs> she's a maniac. <laughs> oh, that would have been maniac, better. Maniac, but wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's only on the floor. <laughs> yeah. She's dancing like she's never Must dancing. supply own yeah. chair and water. <laughs> Man, I remember seeing that scene when I was a kid. I was like, whoa, that's racy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yellow Wedge, who accused Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas of sexual oh, harassment? Sorry, I know you're supposed to wait till the end of the game. It's okay, Dana. I need help. Correct. Mm-hmm. Purple Wedge, what is the title of Dan Brown's follow-up to The Da Vinci Code? <laughs> Courtney. Angels and Demons? Incorrect. Ooh, really? That's what I thought it was, too. Movie-wise, oh. yes. Oh. Um, I think in movies. I read this, but it was so long ago in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the right time to read, Dan Brown. Yeah. It is The Lost Symbol. Oh. oh. Green Wedge Science. What plant family are kale, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, and broccoli part of? <laughs> Courtney. Cruciferous? You are correct. Wow. But there is a, a more popular, well-used uh, term. Mm. I, ca- cauliflower? No, <laughs> it is mustard. Oh. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> like but bonus points for the technical name. I know. Name. <laughs> my my goodness. All right. And we have our last Trivial Pursuit question, Orange Wedge. And actually... This question comes up in pub trivia all the time. So <laughs> it's time to actually learn learn this by heart. Okay. What are the four H's in four H? Oh, God. Uh, we always, yeah. <laughs> um, and and to, to people who um, who are listeners who, who don't know uh, 4-H, especially uh, our international listeners, uh, 4-H is like a kind of like an agricultural youth program group mm-hmm. here in America. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Colin? I'll guess, I'll Bill guess. Colin. It's uh, 
I always get like three of them. It's hands, head, heart, health. Correct. Oh, oh, all right. All right. <laughs> so remember that head, heart, hands, and health. Okay. Nice. So physical things and then something. And, and then health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where we always trip. It's like, okay, what four body parts, you know, start well, with Well, I have H. a good mnemonic is that they all start with H. <laughs> and there are four of them. So four H. Get it? All right. Good job, everybody. And uh, we have our Kickstarter backer question. And this one is from Kevin C. Hernandez from Aruba. Ooh. And this question's a little bit unfair because it's a kind of bias towards towards Colin. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's for Star Trek. Here for we Star go. Warsians. <laughs> How many troopers patrolled the Endor bunker's back entrance? Oh, that's a good one. I'll see. They, they... Well, ladies, you can feel free to buzz in, too. <laughs> Dana? It's a trick question. There was zero. <laughs> oh, I was just wondering if it was a trick. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess four, I think, because I think they distracted two of them away and it left two. One dollar. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> one dollar. <laughs> You are correct. All right. You, you can Woo. keep your Star I can Wars keep my Star expert. Wars cred. Yeah. So, actually, uh, uh, there were three that were lured by Ewoks, uh, leaving one for Han Solo to okay. to make surrender. And a simple addition says four. Okay. Okay. So, so I got the distribution wrong, but the total amount right. Mm -hmm. All right. Got That's my good. indoor cred. And uh, <laughs> I believe. Uh, uh, so Kevin says that this is the first scene that he's ever seen from a Star Wars movie, and he was four. Ah. Mm. Is it the beginning of the movie? No, it's like it's not, such yeah. a bad Towards the question end. to ask you guys. So embarrassing to be like, <laughs> I don't remember how that movie begins. Or what happened. <laughs> In the beginning? It's like, no, Dana, it was towards the end. Oh, okay. You're a bad nerd. <laughs> All we right. Nice. So uh, today's show, obviously, is all quiz, and we've all prepared a quiz segment. Mm -hmm. So, Colin, why don't you go first? Okay. All right. So, um, you know, our avid listeners will remember we had a food-oriented show uh, just a couple episodes ago. Uh, yes, so it was also called the Anal Beaver Juice Show. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you searching by keyword. Yeah. <laughs> um, our Google search results are awesome. We are owning that category. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, 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 I had a lot of, honestly, I had some stuff that I came across in research there that I just thought was too good to pass up. So I kind of fleshed this out into sort of a food and drink, food and drinkery is the, uh, <laughs> is the theme of my little quiz here. So I've got, uh, 10 questions and I haven't necessarily put these in difficulty order. So that's okay. Consider yourself warned. All right. Okay. So buzzer's ready here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what common vegetable do we refer to? By its Latin name today. Huh. Huh. Vegetable. What sounds Latin? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely the right approach to take. What actually sounds Latin? I keep thinking Sorry. Vesuvius. I'm thinking like, like, like cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> Carrot. Karen's on the right track. Karen's on the right track. Oh. Eus. Something Eus. Can you give us a hit? Um, is it green? 
It is green. It is green. <laughs> green um, vegetable. That narrows it down. This vegetable is known for a uh, very specific effect it has. I had a feeling. Uh, <laughs> asparagus? Yes. Yeah. Asparagus. Oh. And I was like, yeah, asparagus. Asparagus. I don't know what's asparagus. Yeah, I mean, it's just the Latin uh, pronunciation. No. Yeah. And I, I mean, that isn't counting, you know, things that have sort of retroactively been given names because the Romans didn't know about that vegetable. But yeah, they called it asparagus. Mm. We call it asparagus. Um, yeah, hmm. and I guess over history it has also been called, you know, spear grass. Um, oh, spear grass. Yeah, that works. yeah, or spar grass as well. I learned, but it's, it has <laughs> come back to its Latin name, at least in English, uh, American English wow. usage. Yeah, I thought hmm. that was a pretty good one. Well, it, is there a, is there a Latin meaning to the word asparagus? Does it come from like spear or? or... It, I, it does. They are related. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I mean, it, it really does look like little spears when it's when it's growing. Yeah, so I thought that was, that was interesting. <laughs> oh. I like that. Uh, I got another another Latin word root here, and then we'll move on from this one. I thought this one was good. What fruit, what common fruit, the Latin name of which is where we get our word for fragrance? Mm. So, wait, what? This common fruit uh-huh. in Latin forms the <laughs> Karen. Strawberry. It is strawberry. Oh, Absolutely oh, correct. That's genius. Yes, that's right. Fra- fragrum. Fresca. Oh. Fragrum. Fresca. Yes. And I believe like also in French. Yeah. So frag- uh, fragrum and then which fragrance mm. and perfume. Yeah. Mm. So was, yeah. Okay. Get into some uh, drinks here. Um, so, uh, you know, we've talked about alcohol before and, you know, there are very, uh, very strict guidelines regarding what can be defined as a certain type of alcohol by trade bureaus and things like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, in America, according to U.S. federal guidelines, bourbon, bourbon whiskey sold in America must be made of a grain mix containing a minimum of what percentage corn? What? Oh. One out of a hundred, you guys. Uh, <laughs> Closest One without dollar. going over? <laughs> yeah. One dollar. <laughs> Minimum of what Minimum. percentage corn in the grain mix to be called bourbon? Karen. I'm just going with 60. Nope. Courtney. 40. Right in the middle, Dana. Want to give it a try? Fifty. Fifty-one percent. Fifty-one percent. Fifty was too easy. Yeah. I can almost imagine that, like, they had it at fifty at one point, and someone's like, "Oh, we better just make it fifty-one, just to be sure, just to be sure, (laughs) just to confuse trivia people." Right. All right. Which came first, Oreo cookies or Hydrox cookies? Huh. Well, what are hydro? I don't even know what hydro. I'm gonna say hydrox. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's kind of a, a bit of a leading question there because yeah. you're gonna want to think Oreo. Yeah. Uh, no, hydrox uh, cookies came first, and I was one of those many people. I mean, I always thought like, what a silly knockoff of Oreos, mm-hmm. and uh, what a weird why name, would they pick that and name? why would they yeah. pick that name? But no, hydrox. Uh, hydrox debuted in 1908. And uh, Oreo came along in 1912. What a horrible cookie name! I, yeah, I think yeah. it. I think it's certainly fair to say that Oreo has had better marketing. Yes, hydroxide. That's what I think <laughs> it's, of. It's, it like, why like would a I chemical? Eat, yeah, hydroxide cookies. Yeah, it's not. It, it does. It sounds, sounds like something like, you yeah. would clean your windows with. Or <laughs> I thought it sounded technical and futuristic or something. <laughs> and Oreo just yeah. celebrated their hundredth uh, anniversary. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's this right. Year. Yeah. And Oreo, you know, they, the the Oreo history does say they were inspired by the type of cookie that Hydrox was. 
was, which I think is a very charitable way of putting Closely it. Mostly inspired. <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly inspired. Um, right, right. Uh, and Hydrox, I, I believe, is no longer on the market after um, coming and going uh, more than once. Uh, so there you go. Oh. If you asked a British butcher mm-hmm. for Pandora's cushion, what what type what type what what would you be expecting? What would you be ordering? If oh, you asked? I want to say, but I know my. I'm gonna just say it. I'm gonna even make it official. <laughs> it's a cow's vagina. No, wow. <laughs> Not incorrect, okay. Courtney. The rump. <laughs> Karen? No, incorrect. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see. Pandora's cushion. So I'll give you like a little Pandora's bit. Of, box. I'll give you a little bit of a hint. Yeah, yeah. So focus more on the idea of something containing something a lot wondrous. Of stuff. All the evil yeah. of the world. <laughs> yes, butchers can provide all the evil of the I world. I want, then I would want to say the animal's. Uh, I don't know. It's very closely related to something popular in America around Thanksgiving <laughs> time. More recently, <laughs> think mm. many animals in one dish. Oh, oh turducken. Yes. Oh, yes. The the sort of the spiritual predecessor of of the turducken, which hmm. for those of you listening who are may not familiar, is a a, a turkey stuffed with a duck, stuffed with a chicken. Uh, mm-hmm. And then other ingredients. It's like a it's like a poultry and Russian then... doll. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's like a poultry uh, matryoshka doll. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, so I, I guess one one common name for the traditional British, and of course it's British. Of course the British would have. Yeah, uh, is mm-hmm. a Pandora's cushion, and I guess one of the more traditional ways is a goose stuffed with a chicken, stuffed with a pheasant. Mm. Oh. That doesn't sound as gross as that. I mean, if you tripe and stuff like that, it could be the stomach is full of grass, and yeah. that's like. <laughs> I actually, I mean, I would have guessed. Um, the head but then i I mean because in asian cultures we eat the head and the brains a lot but i was like oh i don't know about in in european and western culture and it's like the pandora's cushion would be like a head and you eat the brains i don't know that (laughs) was my initial guess. well yeah you guys definitely took it some places i was not expecting (laughs) i will leave it really really (laughs) pandora's cushion you know sounds like like a Adult shop, maybe. It does. It does. It does. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't visit <laughs> like that with a, safe search turned off. Sex yeah. toy like site. Okay, so segueing a little bit here from Turkey. So the the bird that we call turkey, uh, as you may well know, does not really come from Turkey. Uh, so it's okay. it's a misnomer. Uh, where does the turkey come from? Mm. Mm. Interesting. I know they have them in a lot of countries. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do now. Oh. Karen. I'm going to guess Malaysia or like South Asia just because they have some crazy chicken mm. uh, species and types. Incorrect. Dana. I guess North America. Yes, correct. Mm. Yes, the turkey is indigenous. It's a it is a new oh, world. Of course, yeah. it's a new well, but so it's called the turkey because in England they mistakenly thought that it had in fact come from Turkey. Uh, oh, it was it was introduced it was introduced <laughs> to England from Spain, and the Spanish explorers and conquistadors had gotten it from Mexico, brought mm. it back to Europe, uh, where it has misnomers in other countries too. And so the the story goes that when the the pilgrims got you know to the new world, they were astounded to see this. Bird that they had thought had come from Turkey and was only available in Europe, and in fact was indigenous to the place that they were traveling to. Mm. 
<laughs> it's funny. Like, where'd you get this? And you don't want to say, oh, I got it from the... Like, from, the <laughs> like, from Turkey. Like, it's the original re-gifting. Will, will you pay me more if I say it's from Turkey? <laughs> I, I guess apparently uh, in, in France, they were known as uh, Indian chickens or uh, poulet d'Inde. I'm, I'm probably oh. butchering the pronunciation. Um, but I guess the, the modern uh, French word is uh, dindon, dindon, which is a derivation of that. All right. So this is a two-parter question here. Um, oh. <laughs> we're going to talk about graham crackers. Um, oh, cool. What makes a graham cracker different from a regular cracker? And, and I'll, I'll give you a shortcut. Uh, the, the short answer is it's made with graham flour. So really what <laughs> I'm asking is what makes graham flour different from regular flour? Huh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to say Courtney. I'm going to give her the tie on that one. Does it have rye in it? No. I would Karen. say, is it just from, like, the germ? Yeah, close close yeah. enough. Clo close <laughs> enough. Close enough. It's, uh, it's, it's sort of, it's a very specialized type of whole wheat. So, you know, mm. white, white flour just uses the endosperm. And, you know, the wheat kernel has three parts. There's, there's the bran, the germ, and the endosperm. And... White refined flour just uses the one part. Whole wheat flour uses the whole thing crushed. Graham flour grinds the three pieces separately and then recombines them. Oh, wow. And th there's a science to it, basically it keeping more of the nutritional value, mm. um, having to do with, as opposed to grinding them all in one, you grind them separately and then recombine them. But yes, he was adamant that this was far healthier for you than refined flour or even than traditional whole wheat flour. Huh. What's the second part? So the second Lay part is graham crackers, you know. Um, graham crackers were a, uh, a part of a, a, a specific diet that uh, Sylvester Graham invented. What, what was the main goal of the Graham diet? Karen, <laughs> I, I adamantly ah, clicking her Of thing. course I know this. <laughs> it's, it was made... So that you eat it and you don't feel like having sex. That is essentially right. Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. Is yes. That why they give them to little kids. So, <laughs> yes, that is like, why teddy, they give them to teddy kids. Teddy bear. Teddy bear. Especially girls. to girls. Yes. Sylvester Graham uh, believed that Ew. all of all of the ills that that we as people suffer can basically be traced to our carnal urges, <laughs> and uh, so this diet was to su mainly to suppress carnal urges and prevent. Self abuse. Oh, <laughs> good, good euphemism there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I guess apparently that you know the greatest irony of it all is that graham crackers that we have today are not made with graham flour oh, okay. for the hmm. by and large. Is so that why he... that doesn't work anymore? <laughs> <laughs> is there something you want to tell us, Dana? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, you can buy them at Pandora's box. <laughs> <laughs> Pandora's cushion. Yeah, Pandora'scushion.com. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Uh, uh, let's so uh, all right. So we'll wrap up here with a with a pair of questions here about uh, sodas and soft drinks. Yeah, uh, we uh, are all probably for better or for worse all soft drink drinkers here. What is what is widely regarded as the the first mass marketed uh, soft drink or soda? Karen again. Dr. Pepper. That is correct. Dr. Mm -hmm. Pepper. That's right. Going back to eighteen eighties uh, Waco, it was, Texas. It was made 
almost like a like a medicine. It was a tonic. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I've read that there are some people, you know, talking about whether it was meant to be a tonic or it was meant just to be something that you would enjoy at the soda shop. But yeah, absolutely. There were a lot of sodas that were just mixed, you yeah. know, at the counter there. But Charles Alderton is really credited with being the first one to to bottle it and sell it oh. pre, pre-mixed as opposed mm-hmm. to mixed on demand at the counter. And then incidentally, there's a lot of lore around the name of Dr. Pepper that we don't need to get into right now. But uh, it, it may or may not be named after after an actual Dr. Pepper. Mr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Right. There, there's, there's the story that he named mm-hmm. it Dr. Pepper to impress essentially the father of a woman he was trying to court. Uh, and I like that. It's a great story, but yeah. it may or may not be true. Um, but it's very romantic. And, and still to today, we still don't really know what the flavors of Dr. Pepper is, right? I mean, it's still a secret. Well, I thought... I thought like the main flavor was it's prune. Yeah, 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 yeah it was prune. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly, they don't push that in the advertising. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> it's a prune explosion. <laughs> in, your oh. <laughs> in your mouth. In your mouth and later. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, we think we should go with the doctor angle as opposed to prune explosion. <laughs> we'll just say 24 flavor combination <laughs> flavors. Don't worry about it. <laughs> marketing. It's all marketing. Uh, All right, and then wrapping up here, another soda-related question. Which came first, Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi? Oh. Ooh, I think that was Karen. I think Karen clicked that one. I think most people will say Diet Coke, but um, in in one of our previous episodes, we did talk about how Coca-Cola had Tab, which was the diet soda for a long time. So I believe... My guess is Doc Diet Pepsi because it was probably made because of Tab, and then Coke changed uh, Tab so, into Diet Coke. Uh, you, uh, you have most of the right elements in there. I'm yes, just, I'm just, yes, you are yeah, correct. Out you my are head. correct. Absolutely right. Diet Diet Pepsi uh, was the first one to market by name as Diet nice. Pepsi. So in the in the sixties. Uh, Pepsi introduced Patio Diet Cola, which <laughs> was essentially the, the Pepsi formulation. Uh, then the next year, they changed it to oh, just God. Diet Pepsi properly. And as yeah. you say, yeah, that's right. Coke had introduced Tab as a new brand extension, basically, to be their Diet Coke, mm. to be their Diet Cola flavor. It wasn't, Coke did not come out until proper Diet Coke until 1982. Oh, really? So Diet yeah. Pepsi had nearly 20 years, uh, had started at, at least by that name yeah. i can see back then you know when they were talking about and obviously I'm, I'm talking on my butt i'm just like hypothesizing like back then it was probably you know we're going to introduce a diet soda but we don't want to taint our our core yep. product yep. so mm-hmm. let's call it by another name so coke had tab and pepsi had that patio whatever right. mouthful <laughs> and, and so then later they kind of recognize that people are loyal to the core product brand and we should just add it to you know add diet in front of the name mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think yeah, that's more right, people buy right. It. yeah you know if it, if it doesn't succeed don't take a chance that you're now associated with it <laughs> well they also had pepsi free in the is was that in the 80s i feel that was the 80s right or maybe even early 90s yeah. not the pepsi clear right no, pepsi, pepsi free. free okay all right yeah it's just free of calories it also had lemon flavor as far oh. as I remember. Oh, see, I was just yeah. stealing it. I thought they meant it was free. <laughs> <laughs> I just grabbed them. Yeah. Maybe that's why they... Uh, <laughs> it's like, all right, awesome quiz segment. Dana, yeah. want to be next? Sure. So, be the quiz master. So in the last episode, I talked about the invention of the Ouija board when I was looking at that. Ooh, board games? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Karen's like, soda and board games. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's about um, psychic phenomena oh. and like, fortune telling. 
All right. So first question is, in the TV show Ghost Whisperer, what former child star played Melinda Gordon, a woman who has the ability to see and communicate with ghosts? Ah, I could see you. But <laughs> That's uh, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. Right? <laughs> okay. The Magic 8-Ball contains 20 responses. It has a 20-side deck. 20-sided die in it. Um, which of these is not something you'd see oh. on that die? Most likely, keep trying, don't count on it, or better not tell you now. Can you repeat that? Sure. Most likely, keep trying, don't count on it, better not tell you now. <laughs> Courtney? Most likely. Nope. Oh. What? Better not tell you now. Nope. Keep trying. Yay! Really? I kept yeah. trying. <laughs> I would think my answer, you couldn't fit it on the side of the dice. It's a lot of words. Oh. Yeah. Like, I remember mindful. that one, though. Oh, really? Yeah. They can fit it. It's They're all like, they're either positive, ask me later, or oh. negative. And so keep trying is a little different because it's it like acknowledges oh. you're playing a game. Yeah. So. Ah. Anyway. What does ESP stand for? Extra sensory perception. Yes. Um, in astrology, what sign falls between Taurus and Cancer? Oh, terrible. Oh, I, I, I know it's. I don't think one it's day mine. we're gonna do. I know it's episode. not mine. That's all I know. Between Taurus and Cancer. Yeah. Gemini. Yes. Ooh. Whoa. So what month is that? It's May. Yeah. May. May to June. Yeah. God, I got it. I one day I will we remember really all to, of yeah. them. Because everybody only remembers their own. So maybe. If you have 12 people in the room, if you're lucky, <laughs> then you can kind of figure like, out. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Same um, thing with birthstones, too. Man. Okay. The Oracle of Delphi was believed to be able to deliver prophecies inspired by what Greek god? Uh, oh. Zeus. New. What? Was it Poseidon? New. Nope. <sighs> I know he was C, but I thought he also had future. He also had a awesome um, weapon yes i can i'll give you three greek god names and you pick which one no oh, no that's too no? easy <laughs> okay. all right was the god of something oh karen karen athena nope oh but she's the smart one was it a male or female god male male god okay give us to him i get apollo oh i was thinking that. really was thinking yes that. why would i want wouldn't I want advice from Zeus than Apollo? Zeus is too busy to be handling oh. those kind of requests. He's, he's too busy yeah. uh, screwing around <laughs> yeah. with chicks from Earth. That from, was his deal. Yeah. From what I read, it looked like um, a priestess at the Temple of Apollo was good at giving out prophecies. And she said it. So it's the Temple yeah. of She's him. the Delphi. Yeah, got it. Got the it, got the got Oracle. It. What animal comes after a goat in Chinese in the Chinese zodiac? Karen. Monkey, yes. <laughs> One day she'll teach you the I did the we, it's on the website. We actually yeah. have a video of me uh, teaching this really elaborate poem about red lobster, which is a way <laughs> that you can memorize all of the Chinese zodiac animals in order. In order. Goodjobbrain.com. Yeah, goodjobbrain.com. <laughs> Check it out. Whoopi Goldberg won an Oscar for her portrayal of a medium and uh, the 1999 or 1990 film Ghost. What was the oh. name of her character? Oh, oh, oh God, oh, freak! Uh, 
Starts with an O. Like it was a slightly Oce- unusual name, yeah. right? Blue, like oh, Ophelia. O- o- uh, uh, you guys are so close. Keep going. O- 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 Ob- Oggie, Obadiah, o- o- like o- Aubrey, Augie. O- ah. <laughs> it is not coming oh. to me. Oh my God, Odamaya Brown! <gasps> wow, Odamay Brown! Yes. yes, wow, good job. Under the wire, fantastic. Yeah. Pull that one out. Yo, but you know, it's like teamwork. Like I hear what you guys right, are saying right, and right. kind of p- piece together. Okay, Odamay Brown. Odamay Brown. In the minor arcana of a tarot deck, there are four suits of fourteen cards each. The traditional suits are swords, coins, batons, and what? Is it cups? Yes. Ah. Wait, so cups, coins, yep. swords, and batons. Yes. And what is the baton separate? Is it just, from a it? just a stick? It's a stick. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. <laughs> or a wand. Like a wand. Oh, oh like a wand. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. A little bit more right. romantic than yeah. stick. They were big fans of track and field. <laughs> <laughs> baton. Um, in palmistry, what are the names of the three lines found on almost all hands that are generally given the most weight by palmists? What are the three lines? Oh, um, I think I can think of no junior high school palm readers in the room. No, there's a lifeline. Uh huh. Right. There's one of them is for money, right? Or top and bottom. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? The names aren't even that technical. Oh, yeah. Wait, what did you you, lifeline top and bottom? Uh, heart uh-huh. is one. Um, wealth. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, is that, is that, I thought it was wealth. Or, yeah. yeah, fortune. Or... Career? No. No. Oh, mm. It's the headline, the heart line, and the lifeline. Mm. Oh, similar life. to 4-H. Yeah. It is. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. They're missing health line, I guess. Yeah. There's like lifeline. It's on your hand. <laughs> okay, last year, this is this one is hard but i feel like it will come up in trivia a lot okay last year a story about the possibility of a 13th astrological sign that would fall between uh november 29th and december 17th was getting a lot of buzz what is the name of the 13th Mm. astrological sign didn't i didn't remember this this. i I remember this story and this isn't helpful because it's not the answer, but didn't have something to do with like they had miscalculated a calendar or something. It was like mistranslated or. So that's what, that's what it sounded like it was about, but it was really, um, there's the Western, Western, uh, astrology, yeah, Western astrology and Eastern astrology. Uh, and the Eastern one had that. Okay. It, uh, it wasn't. Uh, is I it don't. a, is it an object, animal, or a person? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a word either you know it or you don't. No <laughs> <laughs> the unicorn. <laughs> the unicorn. What is it? Ophiuchus. O p h i u c h u s. What is Ophichus? it supposed to be? Yeah, what's that? What's that a reference to? Hmm. Hmm. Made up to the internet. <laughs> to the internet. Just memorize this word. Wait, say it again. Ophiuchus. Ophical. It's like O and then O P you choose. O P you choose. Yeah. And they ended up not 
implementing, implementing no. passing the resolution. I don't know what the right terminology Lots is. Lots of eyes were rolled. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone moved on with their lives. <laughs> hey, you guys, did you know you're not really uh, whatever? Like, wow. like, Huffington Post up. got 11 articles out of it. Yeah, <laughs> they did. That's where I read. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping family road trip trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. And uh, so my quiz segment is actually uh, a real, real game. I actually bought a copy of the Jeopardy game. Ooh, and I have cool. official Jeopardy questions. I'm going to, obviously, I'm going to choose double Jeopardy. And let's play some Jeopardy. Karen Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with a tiny little Alex Trebek in the box. <laughs> Damn it, Trebek. I'll take Schwartz for 200, Alex. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, will we get in the copyright? <laughs> That's all right. We sing so poorly, no one's going to be able to tell what we're trying to sing. Certainly fair use. Right, let's play some double Jeopardy. I'm going to do two categories. And the first one is movie portrayals. Okay, movie okay. portrayals. Okay. And I'm going to go from 200 to 2000. Right. Okay. And you must buzz. And you also <laughs> need to put your answer in the form of a question. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. yes. <laughs> all right. In 1999's Man on the Moon, this comic was great as the late Andy Kaufman. Courtney. Who is Jim Carrey? Correct. Mm -hmm. This four-star general was portrayed by George C. Scott in a 1970 film. Colin. Who is uh, George Patton? Who is George Patton? That is correct. She played author Isak Dennison in Out of Africa. Colin. That was Meryl Streep. Correct. You Whoa. did not phrase that in the form of Oh, dang it, you're right. Oh, I, I didn't catch it. I forfeited it. I forfeited my point. Who is Meryl Streep? <laughs> <laughs> the money to Dana. <laughs> Good you you know that Alex Trebek like, goes to sleep at night just laughing at all those suckers who don't form, form in their I didn't even catch it. <laughs> That's part of this game, too. <laughs> it is. It's the metagame. Question cop. <laughs> this cop who blew the whistle on police corruption in New York City was played by Al Pacino in 1973. Colin. Who is Serpico? Correct. Jo Joseph nice. Serpico? Frank, Frank Serpico. Serpico. Frank Serpico. Okay. But it denotes yeah. that 
We just need the last name. <laughs> so you're lucky. And now $2,000 of fake money. Okay. <laughs> Movie portrayals. This boxing champ of the 40s was portrayed by Paul Newman in Somebody Up There Likes Me. Oh. I did not know this. Mm. But you know this name. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the <laughs> boxing champ of the 40s. Yeah. Is uh. it Paul Newman? Paul Newman. All so the boxing champs of the 40s not... I can think of are black. And I, I don't know. think. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, okay. I don't think it's... I'm going to guess Rocky Marciano, but I, I'm pretty sure that's not the right era. You are actually close, but incorrect. Uh, who is Rocky Graziano? Graziano. Oh, okay. Graziano. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, in our second Double Jeopardy category is Mother Goose. <laughs> How fitting with our episode two. Um, so I'm going to read and you're going to tell me uh, which story it's from. Okay. $200. Little boy blue, come blow your horn. The sheep's in the meadow, the cow's here. Courtney? Where is the corn? Correct. <laughs> I didn't know if it was where or what. <laughs> what is, where is. <laughs> what is in the corn? In the corn. They cried, oh, mother dear, we sadly fear that we have lost our mittens. Dana, who or what are the three little kittens? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> who or what are the three little kittens? It's the reason old mother Hubbard went to her cupboard. <laughs> Dana, what is to fetch her poor dog a bone or old dog a bone? Correct. Uh, officially, it is what is to give her dog a bone, <laughs> but you can put poor in it. He went a hunting for to catch a hare. After meeting a pie man going to the fair. Oh. oh. oh um, uh. Who is Simple Simon? Correct. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this, this last one, $2,000 one, made me snicker. Because <laughs> my mind's always in the gutter. <laughs> Pandora cushion. What is Pandora's cushion. Pandora's cushion. This little guy runs through the town. Upstairs and downstairs in his nightgown. Oh, um. Oh, wait. No, no, no. That's, uh. <laughs> I'm still snickering. Not, it's not Georgie Porgy. Ah, it's, um. Ah, I know this one. What is it? <laughs> Just think of what would make Karen yeah. laugh. <laughs> oh, something like. Who is Wee Willie? Oh, yes. yes. Yay! Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Who is Wee Willie Winky? Wee Willie Winky. Winky. Not Winky. Wee Willie Winky. I don't know what they're Wait, talking he said, about. What would make Karen snicker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. They said Winky. They said, said Wee. <laughs> and Winky. Well, but you did mention Georgie Porgy. What was... Oh, that was the Georgie Porgy pudding, pudding pie. Kissed kiss the, the girls, girls and made, made them cry. cry. Yeah. When all Something. the boys came out to play, Georgie Porgy ran away. Yeah. So it's like really a, it's a sex offender. It's, it's, yeah. it's a charming rhyme about sexual assault. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad the boys came out to play. Yeah. <laughs> Beat them up, man. Yeah. Jeez. All right. And, of course... Uh, we're going to do our final segment, and we're bringing back the music round. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people like the music round. And in the music round, I will be playing five clips 
um, of a song and you must name the artist, whether if it's a band or a solo artist or performer. And there is also a theme that is attached to the songs or the artist. Okay. And see if you can guess uh, the theme as well as name all the songs. All right. So okay. here we go. Colin. Is that uh, Matis Yahoo? Correct. Nice. Matis Yahoo. And the song name, do you know? Oh, God, I, I do not. I don't know the song name, but I'm guessing that might help me. <laughs> that might help me. All right, let's do our second song. Oh, Dana. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Yep. Midnight Train to Georgia. Correct. Mm -hmm. Midnight Train to Georgia. <laughs> All right. All right. It isn't easy, but I'll try. If you wanted the sky, I would ride across the sky and letters that would soar a thousand feet high. Petula Clark? Incorrect. Colin? Is it Diana Ross? Incorrect. I don't know. Do we know the song? It sounded familiar, but I uh, it, I can't place it. All right. No, mm. no. no. Take we, got big, we got an offer on that Shoot. one. All right. All right. Well, here's a hint. Okay. It was recently made popular. Uh, recent, I, I mean, like, within a couple of years. Uh, by Glee. Oh. Oh. But this, was the, <laughs> but this was the original, original okay. version. Okay. All right, let's okay. See. Song number four. Dana. Duke Ellington. Correct. Yeah. Take the A train, right? You. Okay. <laughs> Must take the A train. <laughs> All right. Okay. And our last song. I won't tell you that I love you, kiss or hug you, cause I'm bluffing with my muffin. I'm not lying. I'm just standing with my love glue gunning. Just like a chicken, a casino, take your... Dana. Gaga, Lady Gaga Poker Face. Correct. Ooh. Lady Gaga Poker Face. This was an acoustic version oh. where she performed with uh, just playing a piano and singing. Wow. Wow. Mm. All right. Okay, so... What so do we have? Guess the, all right, so we got some Matisse Yahoo. 
Got Midnight Train to Georgia, Gladys Knight, and the... Oh, I have a... Hmm. There's two with train in it. Yeah, there's two with train, but then there's also, like, I'm thinking, like, Poker Face with cards and pips, like Gladys Knight and the pips, they, like, uh, they call the pips hmm. or the marks on the cards. Okay, I'm going to tell you the answers to the songs. Oh, okay, all right, first. okay. So the first song was, yes, Mati's Yahoo, and the song title is King Without a Crown. Uh, uh, second one we know is... Um, Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight and the Pips. Oh, I got it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And the third one is uh, To Sir With Love by Lulu. Uh-huh. Number four is Duke Ellington, A-Train. Mm-hmm. And the last one was Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think I know. Yeah. Okay. It's like like titles or honorifics, right? Lady Gaga, um, Duke... Uh, to Sir uh, King without King. a crown, King without yeah. a crown, uh, Gladys Knight. Knight, correct. Mm, okay. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. a good royalty one. titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, everybody. All right, and that's the end of our special all quiz episode. I hope everybody learned something interesting today and had fun. And yeah, so we are on iTunes. We are also on Zoom Marketplace, and we're on our site which is at goodjobbrain.com. And thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hoping, you know, I really hope when you guys listen to this, you're yelling out the answers. Yeah, like you're crazy. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's I, what I would do. I hope two things. I hope that you're yelling at answers as you go. And I hope that you're cursing really, really loudly when you get it wrong. Because <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> All right. I try to keep the show clean. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.